and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I am your host, Leah, and I am so honored and excited that you have found your way here where we explore the intersection of creativity and spirituality and really talk about what it means to be a fully expressed, alive human and our connection to something that is larger than us, whether that's creativity, whether that's your connection to the divine, or whether that's in your communities. So happy and honored that you're here. Today is going to be a solo episode. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I'm learning right now. This question that I've been grappling with, exploring my sense of identity and my sense of home and what I truly want in this world. And also my sense of expression, my sense of artistry and how I choose to express myself and share myself. So we're going to be talking a little bit about creativity as a practice of presence, a little life update, some of the things that I've been going through that I'm hoping can can show a mirror up to your own experience if you are going through similar transitions and change. And also at the end, I share with you a writing exercise that has been one of my favorite ways to ground me in the present moment. So look forward to that and let's dive in. I just want to catch up with you all, share a bit about my journey and where I'm at right now in life. And yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the new direction of the Creative Soul podcast. So I've been doing this now for a little over a year. We celebrated episode 50 about a month ago, which has been amazing and incredible. And I've met so many amazing people. If you've been listening for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. My guests and the people that I have on the show are seriously I mean, they're, they're my guests because they inspire me the most, but also I've just learned so much from every single person and having a conversation and connecting with another person, especially in the crazy times of our world. I started this podcast during quarantine last year. So definitely, you know, so grateful always for the conversations that I get to have on this podcast. And as we finished a year of podcasting and I'm really reflecting on this new chapter, this new season of my life and how I want to take this podcast moving forward, I've been reflecting a lot about, you know, where do I want this podcast to go? And as soon as I hit episode 50, a year of podcasting, I I kind of felt this shift within me of, you know, I'd been doing this for a year now. I've had over 50 guests on and really thinking about like, where do I want it to go next? And I was feeling really stuck with that question for a while. I wasn't really sure if I should, you know, end season one and start season two, or if I should just keep interviewing more people. There, there was something there that I felt like maybe I needed a little more time and space for. And I've been really feeling this call to express more solo episodes. And so I am currently recording this from Mexico City. I got here about two weeks ago, and I'm traveling for the time being. And so I I wanted to kind of shift the direction of this podcast to 
sharing more of my personal stories and experiences and journey. And while I love connecting with others and I will continue to share interviews with amazing creatives from all over the world, um, actually really excited to be introducing to you some people that I meet along the tra- my travels and introducing to you some creatives from Mexico City and from any of the other places that I go. That's my goal to really sit down and meet people and connect with them and hear about their life and their life experience and their creative process. So I'm thinking that the Creative Soul podcast will go a bit more international as I go on this journey, but really coming back to the truth that I have so much to share and I have so much to give and my voice and my story matters just as your voice and your story matters. And so it's honestly a little bit out of my comfort zone sometimes to do these solo episodes. Sometimes I really get in my head and I'm like, what do I even talk about? Like, would people even care what I have to say? All, you know, all these thoughts that us as creatives face. And so I just want to be transparent with you and say that, of course I have those thoughts. And that's probably why I was only doing one solo episode a month because I was honestly scared because I didn't know what I would talk about. So as I'm going through this journey and this through this transition, I want to show up more authentically as myself. I want to share my truth. I want to share my voice. I want to share my story and just be that mirror for you in whatever way that I can so that you know that even if our lives look completely different, even if our experiences look nothing alike, you know, we have a point of connection because we are both human and you've probably gone through times of transition. You're maybe going through one right now. As we all know, the past 18 months, we've been in a global pandemic and our lives have shifted upside down. And now we're kind of in this re-entry period, right? Where we're maybe going back to some of the things that we did before the pandemic, but maybe now our lives look completely different. So I'll share for me, if you don't know, that Pre-pandemic, I was living in New York City. I was working at a theater, one of the best nonprofit theaters in New York City. I had just moved there. I was starting to host creativity circles in New York City and was really getting excited about following my artist path and was about to start a theater company with a group of friends and was trying to just meet all the people and and see all the things. I was also teaching meditation classes. I was also teaching yoga classes. So I was juggling like five different jobs at once, but I was so excited because I was finally living in New York City and was just on top of the world, honestly. And then the pandemic happened and I moved back to Connecticut where my partner was living and lived with him for the past 18 months. And so now as we're finding our re-entry back into life, it feels like everything has shifted. What once was is no longer. And I think a lot of you listening may be able to relate to that. You know, we have left our old life and our old way of living behind and we're now entering this new phase that You know, maybe some elements look the same, but maybe you've really let go of past parts of yourself. Maybe you've gotten clearer on what you desire and what you want out of life. Or maybe you're still really going through it. You know, I lost a job this year. I know many of us have lost jobs this year. We've really gone through this major transformation over the last 18 months. And now as we re-enter back into the world, things look different. So for me, after living with my partner for the past 18 months, He moved to Michigan to go to college. He just got out of the Navy after nine years of service and wants to get his degree. So he's going to a school out in Michigan. And I found myself in this very interesting place because 
what once was for me, which the dream used to be for me pre-pandemic was living in New York City, pursuing theater, pursuing acting, pursuing storytelling, and, and also pursuing this path of creativity coaching and holding creativity circles and teaching yoga and meditation. So I was kind of pre-pandemic was really split between these two parts of myself. Like, was I the theater artist still? Or was I moving into this new path of creativity coaching and the podcast and writing? And it was really pre-pandemic, again, really I was truly in like an identity crisis because if you don't know my story, my entire life, all I've ever wanted to do was to be a musical theater artist. Theater was my one true love, my first love. And I had been doing it since I was three years old. I went to school to study musical theater. My dream was to graduate and move to New York City and pursue theater. And so for my entire life, I never questioned that path because I felt it so strongly in my being that that was what I was meant to do. And that was what I loved to do. And there was nothing that made me feel more at home or made me feel like I belonged or made me feel like I had community than theater. Like that was it for me. And pre-pandemic, I was going through a little bit of a transition where I felt myself pulling away from theater. I had been working in the theater, in nonprofit theater for the past three or four years and was feeling like it just maybe wasn't it for me anymore, but was kind of still trying to hold on and still trying to see if living in New York City and living the actor life would be what I wanted while still trying to pursue this other part of me that had started to emerge, which was really the path of spirituality and creativity and teaching yoga and meditating and, and writing and being able to bring that out within others. So during the pandemic, when theater was shut down completely, I felt like I had give, been given permission to let go of theater completely because I was having a really like hard time letting go of it because it was how I identified myself for so long. Like Leia, I, I am Leia, I am a theater artist. And again, all of my friends, all of my community, all of the people that I ever met and loved were in the theater. And I mean, I still love the theater. The theater will always hold such a deep place in my heart. But going through the pandemic, I what it really taught me was learning to let that identity go. But then being in a very interesting place where I hadn't yet found that new identity yet. You know, I knew that there was this other path calling me with creativity coaching and holding creativity workshops and the work that I'm doing now, which is kind of also how this podcast was born, um, really following this new path. But now as we are re-entering back into life where people are moving back to New York City, where theater is reopening again, I feel in this very interesting identity crisis still, where I still haven't really figured out like what is that new thing? What is that new world to hold on to? And I hope this makes sense to some of you. I, I, I think that a lot of people can relate. I've actually been talking to a lot of different friends who have also identified this kind of identity crisis within themselves. And it feels like we're going through a little bit of a global identity crisis where everyone has their own version of we've left the old, we've been in limbo between the new, and now we're re-entering the new, but we're not really quite sure who we are in this new space. We're not really quite sure what we want and what we want to do. So if that's not your experience, then congratulations, you're doing great. But if, but if it is your experience as it is mine, I just want to reflect that back to you and just say you're not alone. And I definitely find myself in this 
interesting space where, you know, my partner then left. So it's like the thing that was grounding me, the thing that was kind of, again, part of my old life has also left me and we haven't broken up or anything. We're still very connected, still very close, still planning to stay together. But I've been in this new space where now I have no directive. I have no, no clear path. And, you know, we talk about the unknown a lot on this podcast and we talk about our journeys of, of finding the unknown and something that I love about talking to all my guests and hearing about their story and, and how they got to where they are today is their story always kind of has this element of it where they were faced with this unknown path, this path that could only be carved by them. And when they did the brave thing, which is choose the unwalked path, uh, the path that has not been gone down before because the only path that you can follow is your own, when they did that, all these magical synchronicities, serendipities occurred where, you know, the life of their dreams that they couldn't have even imagined when they first started off comes to fruition. And that's not to say that that journey doesn't come with its ups and downs, because of course it does. That's life, right? We live on a planet of duality. We always have light and we always have dark. So I'm seeing basically this same journey like mirrored in my own life where being in this global identity crisis, I think is so interesting. And for me personally, it has brought up a lot of questions about home, about belonging, about my sense of home, my sense of place, and really feeling like I don't have anywhere to belong. And of course, that's not true. I mean, I have friends and family all over the country and all over the world, honestly. But I've really yet to find that like next thing that really calls me. And so the past couple months have been such a roller coaster of emotions as I was preparing to make this transition with my partner, for him moving, for us living apart for the first time in about two years. And it was really difficult to kind of look inside myself and see what it is that I wanted. And I was given this opportunity now to really discover what it was that I wanted to do. Like for the first time in my life, I was not held down by a job, by a partner, by people, you know, needing things from me. I was ultimately free. So, you know, I was debating different options. Like, where do I want to be? Do I want to move back to New York City? Do I want to move back to California? And while New York City and California are always my soul homes and I feel so safe and so comfortable there, it didn't feel like that was the right thing for me to do. And the only thing that I could think of, of what I really wanted was to travel. And so if you know me, you'll know that traveling is where I get most of my creativity. When I am traveling, I feel the most inspired, the most energized, the most alive, the most creative, honestly. And my favorite way to travel is solo traveling. So that means traveling by yourself. And as a woman, I will say that you know, this brings up a lot of fears and anxieties, not only, not really for myself, but mirrored in other people. Like whenever I tell people that I'm going somewhere alone, you know, it kind of takes them by surprise. Like, oh, like, wait, why would you do that? That's, that's a question that I've gotten actually this past week, a couple times, like, wait, why are you doing that? And my answer has been because I want to. And it's so funny to, to watch people's like demeanor shift and be like, oh, 
okay, like, oh, sure. So basically, yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I just knew I wanted to travel. And the first place that was calling to me was Mexico City. And I can't really explain to you why Mexico City was calling me. I think it's a couple things. One is, well, first of all, we haven't really been able to travel in these last 18 months, or I didn't really feel comfortable traveling super far, but I was able to go to Mexico last December. I went to Tulum in the Yucatan and it was incredible. It was such a magical place and I just felt so much good energy there. And so I really was intrigued by the idea of Mexico and also something you probably don't know about me because I don't share this, but I have this like love affair with Spanish. I started taking Spanish in the seventh grade at school. We, I lived in Pennsylvania at the time and you had to pick a language in middle school. So I took Spanish from seventh to seventh to 12th grade. So like six or seven years um, learning Spanish just in the classroom. And Spanish was actually a big part of like my schooling years because also tidbit, if you don't know me or my story, you can be like, wait, what? I promise I'll get into all of this more detailed at a later point. But I was homeschooled actually for all of elementary school. So I didn't go to public school until sixth grade. And so in sixth grade, I started public school. And in seventh grade, I started Spanish, loved Spanish. Then when I was in eighth grade, at the very end of my eighth grade year, my family and I moved from Pennsylvania to California. And when I got to California, they don't teach languages in middle school. They only teach it in high school. So when I entered high school as a freshman, I was already on like my second or third year Spanish where everyone else was starting at level one. So I was able to skip ahead a little bit just because I had had the education before. And so I took like up until Spanish for AP and I was the president of my Spanish club in, in high school. And I would literally lead meetings all in Spanish. And I just, I just had this love affair with language. I love learning different languages. I love experiencing different cultures. I love the way people speak and communicate and express themselves. I just find it absolutely fascinating. So a dream of mine has always been to speak Spanish fluently. And while I was studying school, Spanish in school for six or seven years, then I went to college and I wanted to take Spanish, but I, it didn't work out with like my crazy theater schedule. So I didn't actually take a class since then. And I had kind of lost a lot of my Spanish skills. I would say that I was actually pretty good. Like I said, I would lead entire meetings all in Spanish. I would also read Harry Potter in Spanish, which is amazing, but that's besides the point. So my love affair with Spanish. So yeah, I had kind of like lost that part of myself because I just wasn't taking classes anymore and there was really no reason for me to. And also one of my sisters is married to a man from Mexico and they have two babies together. So my nephews are both half Mexican. So sometimes I'll try to practice with him, but you know, not, not as often as I'd like. And so when I went to Mexico in December of 2020, my friends and I went to Tulum for a couple days and my love of Spanish was like reignited. I was talking to all of our Uber drivers and was like striking up conversations with anyone I could, just trying to practice my Spanish. And it bothered me so much that I couldn't remember like the most simple things. And, and I really needed that refresher. So it was one of my goals in 2021 to practice Spanish and to take another Spanish class. So I ended up finding a class online through a community college in California and was taking Spanish. And so taking that Spanish class like totally reignited my love for it. 
And one of the goals that I had this year was to speak better Spanish and really for no other reason other than my own enjoyment and fascination. It's one of the ways that I feel engaged in life. I feel, you know, engaged in my senses, learning a different language. So that was just something that really excited me. So all of this to say, my little Spanish speaking history is really that I felt really called to Mexico and I felt really called to Central and South America to, you know, places that I had never actually explored before. And speaking of solo travel, a solo trip, I mean, it, it will change your life completely. And I am such a proponent of people spending time with themselves. I think it's so normalized in our culture that we're constantly with other people. We're constantly with friends. I mean, when was the last time that you went to dinner by yourself? Maybe not. I mean, maybe you go to dinner by yourself a lot and props to you, but maybe not. You know, I think it's, it's, it's looked down upon, I, I feel like in our society. And I don't know, there's something just weird about people being alone. And I know for me, being alone is so important because I'm someone who craves alone time. I'm very social and love people. I grew up with eight siblings. So I, I'm, my being and my core is used to being around people 24 seven. Um, this is a fact that I tell people and like, I find this kind of shocking, but I'm 26 years old, almost 27. And out of my entire life, there was only two years out of my entire life that I slept in my own room. Growing up, I, you know, always shared rooms and beds with siblings. And then I went to college and had roommates all throughout college. There was one year in college that I didn't have a roommate, which is my one year of living alone. And then after I graduated college and I moved to Connecticut, I had my own room for another year, which was my second year. And then ever since then have been living with partners and haven't lived alone. So being alone and, and traveling and getting away and really getting to know myself in this like deeper, more intimate way is one of my absolute favorite ways to connect with myself and my creativity. And so as you know, we're going through this identity crisis, and I'm sure that you might be feeling something similar. You know, I really was faced with this question of like, what do I want? What do I desire right now? And what came to mind were learning Spanish and being in Mexico. So I booked a one way to Mexico City, and I have this plan to travel throughout Central and South America. I'm planning to be gone currently until December. And of, I, I'm like saying that very loosely because I'm giving myself permission to change my mind at any time. I'm truly trying to embrace like ultimate freedom on this trip and ultimate listening to my sacral desires. If you know anything about human design, I am a generator and I make decisions with my sacral, with my gut. And so that essentially means following what feels good and following that full body yes. And so that's what I'm currently doing. And I started talking about this, kind of talking about this idea of home and what is home. And this is a question that I'm really exploring right now, because like I mentioned, I, I always felt like I had my, my home in theater. I felt like I had my home in the arts. I felt like I had my home with my family or with my partner. And currently I feel like I don't have a place to call home and that can bring up a lot. And for me, that brings up a lot because it's this like, it's this deeper question of, of, well, where do I belong? And 
being a person who wants to explore and travel the entire world and who wants to make my, my world my home, you know, the entire earth my home, I was sitting with myself the other day in meditation and was really like coming into this idea of like, what is home? What does home mean to me? And I read something that was super fascinating and I wanted to share this with you. So one of my business mentors, one of my creative mentors is a woman named Vienna Maria. She's amazing. Look, check her out on Instagram. It's at Vienna Maria. I'll put her handle in the show notes. She has an amazing blog. She has an amazing newsletter. I love her writing. I've been following her for many years um, and just love her work. And so she posted a blog article that was all about her own transition of for the past 18 months, she's been living in London. And now she's feeling like with this re-entry, with this new change in the air, she wants to move and she's not quite sure where she wants to move yet. She's not quite sure where to find that home. In this article, she said she was talking to a friend and her friend said that nesting, quote unquote, isn't the comforting necessity that people make it out to be, but an illusion to soothe the senses that life hangs in a delicate balance. I'm gonna read that one more time. So nesting isn't the comforting necessity that people make it out to be, but an illusion to soothe the sense that life hangs in a delicate balance. So this quote like resonated so deeply in my being because as I'm exploring this question of like, what is home? Where is my belonging? Where is my home? Like, where do I want to put roots? It reminds me again and again and again that the only constant in life is change. The only constant in life is change. So even when I thought I had figured it all out because I knew what I was going to do with my life, I knew I was, you know, going to act and do theater for the rest of my life and be on Broadway. Like I truly held that as the vision or the goal for, I would say the first 22, 23 years of my life. And that changes and it evolves. And as human beings, we change and we evolve and what we want changes and evolves and our life circumstances change and evolve. Even living with my partner who I love so dearly and I love living with him. You know, I thought that I had also figured it out there where I felt like, okay, you know, I'm gonna live wherever he lives. I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna live together forever. And we're not living together right now. And again, that, that, that phase of us living together in Connecticut during the pandemic is gone because the only constant in life is change. I encourage you as I'm talking about home and belonging and you know where we find our home, where we find our place, I, I, I want you to be really present to what is coming up for you. Maybe you've had experiences where you know you thought it, you had it all figured out, but then life throws a curveball at you and you have to adjust, you have to change. So I really just love that quote that that life hangs in a delicate balance. And it's so true that, you know, even when we think it's going one way, similar with the pandemic, we thought we had it all figured out. We thought that life was going one way and then the pandemic happened and life was flipped upside down for the entire world. So that idea, that sense of like home has really just sat with me because the only answer and the only conclusion that I can come to within that is one, I mean, earth is our temporary home, right? The only certainties in life are that we are born and then we die. 
And that's not to be morbid or anything. That's just the truth. That's the simple truth. I think in our society, we have really tried to pretend that death doesn't exist. We try to look away. We try to forget that it's ever going to happen to us. But that's the simple truth. Every single one of us is going to die. Every single one of us here on earth was born and every single one of us is going to die. That's just the simple truth. And, you know, those being our only two constants, those being our only two knowns in a world of unknowns, it's shown to me that, yes, earth is our temporary home and the temporary home that we are given and on earth is the body. And so as I'm traveling and exploring and ruminating on this question, I can only come back to the only true answer within me right now. And that is my body is my home. Like my body is my home. And so whenever I feel ungrounded or unsettled or anxious, the best thing that I can do is to feel my feet on the earth and feel my body and breathe and be here now in my body. And so I offer this practice to you if you're ever feeling ungrounded, unsettled, anxious, to feel your feet firmly on the ground and take three deep breaths. Actually, let's try it now. So if you're listening or if you're walking or driving, you can just do this um, in your mind's eye. So place your feet firmly on the ground. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale. Mm. Thank you. I am, you know, I'm here talking, recording this podcast alone in my room in Mexico City. And I'm reminded that I'm here now and the only thing that I know, the only thing that I, that I truly have, and the only thing that any of us have is here right now, the present moment. And, you know, that's why this podcast is so centered around creativity and spirituality, because those two things, those two maybe unlike ideas come together for me in the middle, which is presence. You can't be creative unless you're present. Creativity is a practice of presence. And that's why I'm so big on cultivating a daily creative practice because a daily creative practice can look like anything that brings you back to the present. Whether that's taking a walk and looking at the trees, whether that's writing in your journal and facing yourself where you're at, whether that's painting and being in tune with your body, whether that's doing yoga and being in tune with your breath, whether that's making things with your hands. Creativity is an act of presence. And so as I'm you know, exploring this question and, and really was starting to get really anxious about not having a home, about not having stable ground to land on, I had to come back to this deeper truth in myself that my body is my home and the only thing that is true, the only thing that is real is right now in this moment. And so our minds can make up all the stories that it wants to make up. It can project into the future. It can, you know, reminisce about the past and about the way that things were. But the only thing that is true is here. So we get to decide how we want to create each and every moment. 
we get to decide how we want to create moving forward. And the only thing as we walk along our path, the path that is unknown to all of us, because we haven't been here before, right? Wherever you are in your life, you have never been where you are right now. Even if your life looks the same as it did 18 months ago, you have never been where you are until right now. And so we have the power of choice of how we want to create moving forward. (laughs) And like, it just, I'm at a loss for words now because it feels so big and it it kind of feels like maybe we've gone through the last 18 months together so maybe we can realize this truth and I and I know that for me in my life as I'm traveling as I don't have a place to land it's like I have to be reminded again and again and again of that simple basic truth the only constant in life is change the only thing I know for sure is that I was born and one day I will die And the only thing that is real and what is true is the present here right now. So I hope that's helpful and comforting for you. I think when when you sit with these ideas, at first they can feel really existential, like I can get into a really existential place. But don't let it be a scary or uncomfortable thought or, you know, and if it is like, let that be your experience, let that let let you have your own experience with it. You know, you don't have to take mine really tune into what that experience is for you and really tune into what is present for you right now and trust that the best thing you can do is just being aware of what is true and what is present for you. (sighs) Creativity truly is a practice of presence. And so I want to kind of wrap this up with sharing some of the practices that have really helped me become present when I'm feeling anxious or fearful, especially being alone in a foreign country. So number one is first and foremost, breath, just taking a couple deep breaths, feeling myself in my body, feeling my feet on the ground, just like we did. Secondly, it's gratitude. So Oftentimes when I'm going through major periods of change and transformation, I can really get fearful and lose sight of what's important and what is good and what is true and what matters to me. And so a gratitude practice can really counterbalance this, you know, really just being grateful for for this moment, being grateful for my breath, being grateful for my body, being grateful for my health, being grateful for the incredible life and opportunities that I have and the incredible people in my life that surround me. And so I encourage you to look around your own life and see what you can be grateful for. And then thirdly is, of course, my writing practice. And I wanna share an exercise with you that I've been doing for the last couple months. And I actually don't think I've ever shared this writing exercise with any of my writing groups. So if you're listening to this podcast, you are the first to know about this one. But it's an exercise that I call the six senses. So whenever I'm sitting in a new place, I just did this last night at dinner. I was whining and dining myself in Mexico City by myself having a nice meal. And whenever I feel like I'm not really present, like checking my phone too much or just kind of distracting myself from what is, distracting myself from the present moment, I do this writing exercise to ground me back in the present. So again, it's called the six senses. And so all that it is, is taking the five senses, sight, taste, touch, smell, and hearing, and then the sixth sense being a feeling. So I will write down sight, And I, in that moment, in my journal, I will write down all the things that I see. 
So I'm actually gonna share with you what I wrote last night, just as an example for you to really get the vibes. So let's say you start with sight. So you look around you and see what you see in front of you. So I wrote white and blue striped awning, woman with black hair, black jacket, pearl studs, bangs, glasses with pink cord, fountain in distance, and hint of Mexican flag peeking through the trees. Those are the things that I saw in front of me. Then next you would do touch. So you write down, what do you touch? What can you feel physically? You know, what, what does it feel like? So for me, I wrote down soft and silky cotton feel of white tablecloth, warm tortilla in my hand, pint-sized beer glass of pineapple juice. Then we go to smell. So you take a breath, notice what you smell. For me, I wrote down charred meat, thick, heavy fall September air. Then we go to hearing. What do you hear? You know, take a moment to really tune into the sounds that are present around you. I wrote down motorcycle, bus humming, tableware clinking, din of people talking. And then we go to taste. What can you taste right now? Are you eating? Are you drinking? Can you just taste what it feels like to be inside your mouth? So I wrote down Pineapple itch at the back of the throat, smoky purple pureed black beans, dry corn from the tortilla. And then last but not least, feel. So what are you feeling right now? So tuning into your body, to your breath, how are you feeling and how can you describe it on the page? So I wrote down, vibing, full mouth, watering for dessert, inspired, reflective, cool. So that was just what I did at dinner last night as I was sitting alone. It's called the six senses. That's an exercise that you can do anytime, anywhere to really bring you back into the present moment and really bring you back into your senses. So I think we're gonna end that there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and for bearing with me as we go through these changes and transitions over the next couple months. I know for me that I want to share more solo episodes and share more about my voice and my story and my experiences. I think something that everything lately has really taught me is that I'm an artist at heart. I'm truly a creative, just as you are. You are absolutely an artist and you are absolutely a creative and your voice and your story matters. I'm just so, 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 so grateful that you are here tuning in. Stay tuned. We have some exciting guests coming up still and just connected with this beautiful artist in Mexico City. So I'll be sharing her conversation in a couple weeks. And then, you know, I can't leave you without sharing at least one creative resource. And so inspired by my travels to Mexico City, I went to Frida Kahlo's house. She has this beautiful house, Casa Azul, that both her and Diego Rivera lived in. And now I'm like obsessed with Frida Kahlo because I truly didn't know much about her life. I mean, of course you see her paintings, you see her iconic unibrow situation, but I really didn't know much about her life. And so I just bought the diary of Frida Kahlo that actually one of our past podcast guests, Daniela Aldridge, shout out to Daniela, recommended it to me and I just got it at the store and I'm excited to kind of dive into this life of this incredible female artist. So. That's who's inspiring me right now, Frida Kahlo. If you want to look her up, if you want to look at some of her paintings, I'd love if you wanted to do that and then share with me which one was your favorite, especially for September, which is Hispanic Heritage Month. So 
there's your resource for you. We will be back next week with another interview and expect to hear more solo episodes from me. And just want to say thank you so much for being here. Uh, of course, you have so many places to be, but to really make that choice to be here now is truly an honor. So thank you so much. I love you all and see you next week. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.